Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Premier League preview. We can't call it the Premier League preview because we get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture <laughs> Football, joined by Simon Miller from What Culture Football to look ahead to the final day of the Premier League season this weekend and all the permutations that goes with it. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, where you get your podcast from, for daily football podcasts. But for now, Simon Miller. It's been a long old season. How are you feeling <laughs> on the final day? I mean, I guess like what we were talking about earlier, I find it, the Premier League can't be any happier with what they have here on paper. Because after lockdown, all the shenanigans, is it not going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then I think we've all now kind of adapted to the weird, empty arena football. <laughs> but to get to the last day and have... It, it could go about seven or eight different ways. And there are so many scenarios that... Again, if you were a neutral fan or you were trying to tell someone, oh, no, please come back to football, they they have, I mean, look, if you're a fan of one of these teams, then they have not. But if you, other the other way, they have lucked out massively. It is going to be an absolutely rollercoaster ride. Those 90 minutes, I can imagine when we're in the 70 to 75th minute, unless there is a complete capitulation, oh, man, it's going to be well, squeaky bum time. Is there? Yes, I hate <laughs> that phrase, but Solskjaer's already thrown it out there, so I'll do it as well. Yeah, there's, there's so many things to be decided, obviously, at Champions League places, Europa League places, who stays in the Premier League, golden boot, golden gloves. It's all all to play for. I mean, we should sort of caveat this with, you know, this is just our opinions, because <laughs> the other video we did just the other day was, well, the old Arsenal are back, and then they lost to Aston Villa. It didn't, uh, like, which it, was, it, it was kind of the old Arsenal, just not the one we meant. <laughs> it didn't surprise me. It didn't. It felt like... Again, cliches. Arsenal have one eye on the cup. Villa know it's do or die right now. Probably also rallied by the awful, you know, handling of Watford Football Club, where they're like, we can absolutely take advantage of this. Don't get me wrong, Arsenal. If you had told me that we had sent another eleven players out there, I would have utterly believed you. Uh, but that's the problem with Arsenal season, right? And it's it's one of the boring stories of the last day of the season, isn't it? Arsenal got nothing to do. They're going to finish in their worst position for. I think since 1996, I believe, unless there's some kind of, I don't think they get higher than eighth, which I think is correct. Maybe they turn up and they can't be bothered. I mean, you know, again, the the FA Cup now is the be all and end all for Arsenal, because if Chelsea squeak into the Champions League as well, which I think they may do, 
then they're not going to care about the Europa League. But Frank Lampard will still desperately want a trophy. And so will Arteta. But the difference obviously there is if Arsenal want to get into any kind of European competition, that has to win. So you can look at it either way. Obviously, getting a win against Watford, which they should do, let's be honest, I mean, puts Watford down, but it also gives Arsenal momentum. You don't want mm. to shatter that confidence. But at the same time, you know, maybe Arteta decides, actually, no, I'm going to send out, you know, my my second string here and, and rest the big boys. I don't think that he should do that, just as an aside. I think, you know, after you've lost to Aston Villa, which is not a good result if you're an Arsenal fan, <laughs> I don't think there's a, um, a good way to spin it, especially after the week prior. I think you need to go out all guns blazing. Mm-hmm. So... I imagine that he will do that, but then you run the risk. What if you have another lackluster performance? Then those guys are going to lose their confidence too. So I guess there is something to play for, but you can't, you cannot lose to a team that fired their manager with two games to go and had that, you know, it was a pitiful performance, their, their last run out. Not because they were, you know, going against a team that is better than them, but simply because it just seemed like they'd given up. Mm. And if that's the way they're going to play, Arsenal have got to take advantage of it. Yeah, inexplicable decision by Watford in my eyes. I I had them nailed on to stay up, uh, even when they went through this bad run of form, because I was like, well, at least they've got Nigel Pearson at the helm, somebody who knows knows how to handle this. Um, And yet here we are. Like you say, Arsenal has a huge role to play in the relegation battle. Let's talk about that. And as you mentioned, Arsenal hosting Watford. Uh, You've got Bournemouth. Uh, Really tough task heading to Everton, needing a big result there. And of course, Aston Villa, the team outside the relegation zone uh, on goal difference, on, on one goal difference, I should caveat that with. Uh, of course, heading to West Ham, who are safe. We were talking about this before we started recording, but it's all to play for because you can make an argument for every single one of those teams in the bottom three potentially getting a result. Arsenal, as you say, may have an eye on the cup final, maybe not want to get any injuries, may just put the kids out or whatever. Uh, Villa are on a bit of well, that's a bit of form. Won their last game. They know what they need to do. All they need to do is, well, I, well, I say all they need to do. They need to match Watford's result and probably score to to stay up. Um, they're heading to West Ham, who, have, as I've said, have have done what they needed to do. But they are on a real run of form. Mikel Antonio been sensational in recent yeah. weeks. Uh, and then Bournemouth, who's seen the most unlikely. They, they need both Villa and Watford to lose. Um, but they head to an Everton side again who have absolutely nothing to play for. Um, the worst that can happen to them is they drop down a place. The best that can happen is they stay exactly where they are. There's a case to be made, uh, Sai, that all three potentially relegating threatened teams, relegation threatened teams, could get a win. And they could. And then that's going to, well, I guess. And if you're Bournemouth and that happens, I suppose, again, at least you went down fighting, right? That's the, that, that's the main thing. So I suppose. You, you know, a lot of fans, I think, resign themselves to relegation when you do get to the end of the season, just because then it doesn't hurt as bad, <laughs> even if you are going to the last day. So I think it's all going to be about performance and, and what they do, even though it would suck if you win. But I tell you, Everton are not a good team this year. No. And the strange thing about them is they're not a bad team either. They kind of just exist. <laughs> they're just there. And sometimes Richarlison scores a goal. Sometimes Calvert-Lewin's been very good. You know, I think one of the plus points of them is he's, he clearly has a relationship with Ancelotti and Ancelotti knows how to get the best out of him. Um, but you've got Sigerson that hasn't done much. Obviously, Pickford has had another... I think he gets a bit of a harsh rap, but he is inconsistent. So, you know, you, you have to put that on there. 
So again, they are they are gettable, but the problem when it comes to Bournemouth especially is they don't score that many goals. I know they had that good result the other day, but if you actually look over the, the season, especially since they've come back from lockdown, mm. putting the ball in the back of the net is crazy, which doesn't make any sense because they have good players <laughs> and they have players that can score, but I guess that comes down to confidence, which is why I think, yeah, as you say, Villa are obviously in the best position, literally, but I think figuratively as well they are. Um, you know that victory against Arsenal is going to buoy them. No, no, they, they know all they have to do is what they have to do. They can kind of forget about everybody else. Um, and yeah, I look. I, I, I look, I'm trying to say this as nicely as possible because I respect the fans. But when you make crazy decisions like Watford have, mm. and you go down, a small part of me is like, well, yeah, you probably deserve that. And that's not a kicking to people that support Watford. But you can't do this crazy stuff in the Premier League. It's why I kind of respect Norwich more. Norwich clearly went, man, if we go down, we get parachute payment. We'll come back up. I'm like, okay, at least you've laid your cards out. And I can either disagree or agree. But it was, I think eight, Watford have had, what, like 18 managers in nine seasons or something? <laughs> like, that is only going to work for so long. And everyone always points the finger at Chelsea. Well, they did it. Well, they did it. Well, even now they seem to be doubling down with Frank Lampard as a long-term project unless, you know, the bottom falls out of it. So that has a very short shelf life. Mm. Um, ultimately though I think Aston Villa will stay up I just do I think they've got the easiest of the three tasks I think the Watford players confidence was ripped apart ever since they heard about that news and uh, again cliches everywhere the table doesn't lie Bournemouth have not been good enough this year like I've watched a few Bournemouth games and that's dry (laughs) just dry football which is a shame because I like them because they're like the little engine that could and I think Eddie Howe's a good manager unfortunately now has just been pulled into this whirlwind of where you've had a bad run so now we think you're crap (laughs) (laughs) Which I always think is so unfair in football. But yeah, if I was a betting man, which I sometimes am, to be fair, I would put my money on Villa to stay up. But I wouldn't... If Bournemouth stayed up, I think I'd actually be more surprised than Watford, just going on seasons Mm. long form. But again, man, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, I mean, Bournemouth need to win, win well, and hope both teams above them don't get any sort of result. Um, And I can see at the bare minimum Watford or Villa at least getting a point. What could be really interesting, and this is purely for the neutrals here, I know quite a lot of Villa fans who I said on Wednesday evening, well, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Um, Who are going to have no fingernails left by Sunday afternoon. Wouldn't it be fun if Watford and Villa are trying to outscore each other uh, (laughs) on the final day? But like I said... Oh, it could get very, very tasty credit, by the way, to to br- the likes of Brighton, uh, West Ham Palace, Newcastle, of course. For I, I mean, I had Brighton nailed on to get relegated. Yep. Sheffield United should be mentioned in this conversation, too. Also, very interesting, just quickly to mention, that Norwich could go down uh, having won, well, having got potentially, if the, if the results that I'm about to mention go, happens, just 24 points, but done the double over Manchester City. So that's be incredible. I remember when Pukki scored those two or three goals, wherever it was, when they beat them 3-1. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't know about this team. And they were playing good football, which they always did. But they just didn't reinforce in the right areas. So they're like, you know, with a a couple of experienced heads in there, they probably would have done okay. But they are championship players that needed help to, to, to up their game. But I do think they're a good team. and I do think they could come back. But look, the one thing I will say before we move on from relegation is... Nottingham Forest <laughs> on Wednesday oh, have proven that you literally don't ever... I could not believe... I didn't even realise that was... I thought they were secure. And that's because everybody was talking about them if they were, because no one thought they were going to have that much of a swing when it comes to goals. But then they get absolutely tonked by Stoke, who also are meant to be rubbish at putting the ball in the back <laughs> of the net. 
if I was a Nottingham Forest fan, especially given the history of the club and this is meant to be this big resurgence, they must have been devastated. And ever since I saw that, I was like, you know what, all bets are off. I'm, I'm just going to see what, you know, see what happens. Maybe Bournemouth ca- can do it. I mean, I very much doubt it. But I, that, that Nottingham Forest score, genuinely, I sat down for a good five minutes like with a pen and a pad going, no, surely, surely not. But it was. I, uh, I've got a new favourite Twitter account, which is, I think it's called Football Images That Precede Unfortunate Events. And they, <laughs> they shared a tweet from a Forest fan that said, yeah, we're probably going to lose because it's typical of us on Wednesday. But there's not going to be that much of a goal swing. And I thought, why? Why would you tweet that? Never do it. And it's the way they let in those last three goals were just like, oh, I, I'm, anyway, I don't want to. the last goal an OG as well? Have I it made was, it yeah. No, I oh, think it man. was think it was but by that oh. point you should you shouldn't be in a position when you're at home against the team again stoke have not been great i think they'll be good next year because i like o'neill as a manager but you should not be in a position where you're fighting to not let another goal in at like the 85th minute or whatever it was absolutely bonkers genuinely it would be just fascinating to see teams losing you know 3-1 and going we're not gonna bring a striker on we're gonna bring another defender on to make sure we don't concede anyone. i know oh man so yeah we'll, we will see but I'll go with um, yeah Bournemouth and Watford to go down, along with Norwich, obviously. Yes, um, I'm biased because I have a lot of Villa fans as mates, so I'm going to stick with you on that one. But it's going to be nerve-wracking for fans of those teams. Uh, what a turnaround for Villa as well, because yeah. there was a part, probably pre-lockdown, where I was like, there is no way they're no. going to, to drag themselves out of this. And they need to stay up as well because they will lose. I think they'll lose their best three players anyway. Mm-hmm. But McGinn, um, uh, Grealish, and ah, uh, oh, the name of the defender's just gone because my brain hates me. Ming. Mings. Um, yeah. Well, I think they will go regardless. I mean, they may want to stay another year with Aston Villa, but I don't think. I just I can't see it happening. And once you lose them, you kind of have to rebuild the team, mm-hmm. which is which is not going to be easy. And if they go down, those three are definitely gone. So yeah, it's going to be interesting times. Yeah, very, very exciting for Sunday afternoon. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's move to the other end of the table because 
all to play for there as well. Obviously, Liverpool are champions. Manchester City are going to finish second. They are both obviously in the Champions League next season. But those two other spots, completely up for grabs. Currently, uh, it's occupied those two spots by Man United and Chelsea. Just a point behind them, though. Leicester, uh, Wolves and Tottenham and the likes of them just missing out, although they can secure Europa League spots, which we'll talk about in a second. But the fact it's Man United-Leicester on the final day and, to a certain extent, Chelsea-Wolves. I mean, pick... Pick two from four there. I know. And it's all people that, again, it's not like a, a West Ham or an Everton that can kind of turn up and not worry about it. Everybody needs a win. And there's even ways with teams playing each other that they can kind of try and rig it should they know what's happening in other games. The thing with Wolves is I think Wolves are going to win the Europa League this year. Uh, this is based on nothing other than a gut feeling in the sense I can't believe they're still this good after starting their season over a year ago. Yeah. Which is, and they don't have a big squad. Their squad's really small because that's how that's how they work. So I have this weird feeling that the poetic justice irony, whatever the word will be, is that they'll actually win the Europa League, which of course would then put them in the Champions League. Um, it's a long shot, of course, because there are some good teams left in there. And I don't think that's going to affect how they how they play here. I'm just talking about down the line. But I, I honestly can't I, I can't call it. I think the sentimental side of me would be sad if Leicester didn't get in there just mm. because they have been so good for so long. But well, that doesn't count for anything either. You have to be good for the whole season. That's the whole that's the whole point. But it would be a shame. And also I think it shakes up the status quo. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they won the league a few years ago, I was like, Oh, that's it. And they had that bad season under Ranieri. But now they they are a top six club, hopefully, for the for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future. I, I think, you know, even no matter what you no matter who you support, I think a competitive league is more fun. Proven by Liverpool this year. That was boring, wasn't it? Not if you're a <laughs> Liverpool fan, but for everybody else. So I, I think, but then again, I know they're at home, but home in a way seems to be pointless now anyway. Mm-hmm. The thing that Leicester have going for them, and the same with that Wolves have going for them, is that Manchester United have lost that sparkle. Right? That sparkle seems to have died off. Uh, the result the other day was not ideal. That Paul Pogba thing was the funniest thing I've seen <laughs> in a long time. Does not want that ball in his face. And I, th- I think that will help Leicester. And but could I call it? No. And it's the same with Chelsea, right? Chelsea were good against Liverpool, but Liverpool were not at 100% either. And they still managed to score five goals past them. <laughs> so if I'm Wolves, I'm like, well, we've got to get one. And if we get the early goal, maybe then we can shut up shop a little bit. But then again, Chelsea can score goals. You know, Giroud is scoring even when he's playing badly. Tammy Abraham. Uh, I think Pulisic is going to be a massive oh. player for that. He's so good. Like, Forget all this. Always the next Hazard. No way, man. He's got... Uh, I mean, Hazard's amazing, but he has his own set of skills that I think will will benefit them. And they bought very well. I think Chelsea next year will be a force. But then again, you're going to piss off a lot of your new signings if you don't get in the Champions League. This is the craziest race for top. Next time someone says, oh, top four's not a trophy, it is. I'm sorry, it mm. just is. You may not get a special prize, but it feels that way for the people that are vying to get in these spots. And the fact that we were talking about this beforehand, that there could be a scenario where, let's say, Wolves are 2-0 up, 3-0 up against Chelsea and United and Leicester are 1-0, 2-all. Could we get to a point in the 85th minute where they just sort of go, right, if nothing changes now, we're both in the Champions League next season. Let's not try anymore, which would piss off so many Chelsea fans. It would. But do you remember when, um, oh, why the names always escape me before I'm going to talk? Who was the, uh, the, the, oh, I can't even remember who he managed now because my brain, it will come to me. Anyway, when whoever this man was that I listened to the radio on every day and now, Ian Holloway, there we are. Ah, yes. Like, 
Do you remember Ian Holloway played his secondary team or his subs or whatever he did and he got fined and then the rule changed and everyone was like well what are you going to do about that situation but it was done and we move yes. on I genuinely think as a football team you are playing to get yourself in the best position possible right that is the truth so if they wanted to do that I mean look is it a bit of a slap in the face to Chelsea yes does it bring into question the integrity of the game yes but do I care no not really <laughs> because they, it, even if you look at it like a club plays for their fans well, I bet every Leicester and Manchester United fan would be fine with that. They wouldn't be complaining. Chelsea fans would be. But then, again, it's all about 38 games. It's not about what happens on the last day last day of the season. It, it would kind of suck to a degree, but I wouldn't mind it. I don't think that is going to happen. Um, I actually, if it, I mean, where am I pulling these numbers from? Nowhere. I think Leicester are going to win 2-1. Um, this, but again, I'm an Arsenal fan, therefore I always hate Manchester United on some level. <laughs> Whereas Leicester are unhateable as far as I'm concerned. They're yeah. just a lovely, wonderful club with a good manager and good players. Wolves and Chelsea I find harder. Because I mean, you want Wolves to do it really, because again, that's the underdog story. Um, but I do like Frank Lampard. And I think Frank Lampard being able to secure, even though it doesn't seem as good now if they finish fifth or wherever the hell they finish outside the Champions League spots, it doesn't feel as good now because they were there. But you can bet, you know, you can bet everything that you've got at the start of the season. If you said that's what Frank Lampard was going to do with the transfer embargo, people would have been doing backflips. But then again, that's the same for Manchester United, isn't it? If you had said to them, uh, even when lockdown started, oh, you'll be in contention for the Champions League. Are you kidding me? Because they weren't very good for a while either. So everybody has gained and lost form at the worst possible time. This, I think this is harder to call than the relegation battle. Absolutely. I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, people will sit there and say, well, you know, Wolves, Wolves are, you know, going to focus on the Europa League, whatever. But, you know, they're sixth right now, but they could still be overtaken by Tottenham, who yeah. are playing Crystal Palace, which you, you would assume they'd probably get a result there. Palace couldn't buy a win recently. Um, <laughs> so that means they dropped down to seventh, which means they'd only qualify for the Europa League. Uh, if they don't win the Europa League, as you mentioned, to get in the Champions League, they'd only qualify for that if Chelsea win the FA Cup. So they've got a lot to play for against Chelsea here. Um, Man United, Leicester. I, I just I assumed Man United had nailed on victory over West Ham in the week. Yeah, so now crazy. who knows? Leicester, like you say, really stumbled for form. They seemed to the team. Everyone was like, well, Leicester are going to be third and who's going to get fourth sort of thing. And yet, you know, it's the result is still in their hands if they can get something against Man United. And... Jamie Vardy's trying to go for the golden boot, or should get the golden boot, say for Danny Ings getting a couple of goals um, in Southampton's games. I have no idea. My head says go for the obvious ones, i.e. Man United and Chelsea. My heart, no, my my heart says Leicester. But then I also, just for the banter, would love to see United and Leicester pass it about for the last 10 minutes as Chelsea lose 2-0 to all. So, no, I get knows? it. I, I mean, I, I would, I, again, on my massively biased trip, I would go for Leicester and Chelsea. But again, but, but that to me is because, A, again, Arsenal United, I'm never going to forget the, uh, the war there. But also, I believe if Chelsea get in the Champions League, they'll probably turn up for the FA Cup just a little bit less bothered. <laughs> That's what you're hoping, <laughs> and, isn't it? And I need Arsenal to win that. I need Arsenal to win that FA Cup because then finishing 10th, wherever the hell they, they end up, you know, Mikel Arteta getting a trophy within his first six, eight months. Amazing. Brilliant. You know, carries on the um, uh, the great run that Arsenal have with the FA Cup, which is no bad thing. You know, if you're going to set records, you know, keep increasing those numbers. And it gets us into the Europa League. And I know the mm -hmm. Europa League sucks and we have to travel to like 
Azerbaijan and Russia and who, who knows where else. But it's still European football and it's still uh, money earner. It's still income and, and all these things that Arsenal need right now. So, yeah, I, I'm going from it there. And also, I never want I never want Manchester United to do well. I just don't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't help it. And it's will because I like Solskjaer. Again, I think Pogba is somebody else that gets a hard time. I think Greenwood is going to be one of their best ever players in terms of academy. And Rashford is just uh, not only a stand up human being, but uh now, even with all the plaudits he gets, an underrated football player because mm. he does so much for that team and no one and no one talks about it. And I like Harry Maguire. I think with a good, um, a better centre half next to him, he'll he'll improve too. But it's Manchester United, and therefore they have to they have to burn at all times. <laughs> uh, very quickly, then, if we assume, like we are both hoping for, that Arsenal win the FA Cup, that's just fifth and sixth getting Europa League spots. Um, who do you see getting that then? Aside, you know, one of Man United, Chelsea and Leicester, but then outside of that, Tottenham, Wolves, who are you going for? Well, I'm never going to back Tottenham, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but even saying that, even if I even if I try and be more neutral, uh, I I think they will finish below Wolves. I, I, but then again, that kind of screws up everything else that I'm saying. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't have a clue. The thing is, Crystal Palace are banned, but they haven't won seven, I don't think. I think it's seven losses on the trot or I something. so, yeah. Something like that. And I like Roy Hodgson. He's a good manager, but he can't go on forever. You know, there is going to be an absolute um, balancing point to that. And Saha hasn't had the best time since coming back from mm. uh, a lockdown. And he is, he is their team, which is strange because Townsend's a great player, but he's oh, not yeah. consistent. It, it's very, very strange. And I tell you what. I because I'm a moron. I always believe that if Ben Teke gets one goal, he'll actually start scoring. <laughs> I think by now I would have accepted it because we know he can score in the Premier yeah. League. We've seen it before. So they have the players, but I think they probably need the break now and to and to re and to reset it. It's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I so think what, we'll, we'll go with we'll go with Leicester uh, and Tottenham, but then Wolves winning the Europa League and then everyone's that, happy. That would do. Yeah, we'll go with it. All right, done. <laughs> One of the big games, we can't really go through all the, all the games, obviously. It's, uh, some games are just kind of pointless. Uh, or nothing, not less to play for, I'm sure. The financiers <laughs> of certain teams would say there's lots to play for on the final day. But um, Liverpool obviously lifted the, uh, the Premier League trophy finally uh, this week. They head to Newcastle United. They could hit 99 points with a win. And yet it's Liverpool-Newcastle. So it's one of those games that's always a bit up in the air. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle kind of looked good when they first came back. But again, prove they're just not another team that's not consistent at all. You never know what you're going to get with them. Feel sorry for Steve Bruce. I feel like Steve Bruce is going to be thrown under the bus no matter no matter what happens. And obviously the issue he's got now is that he's not going to get as many points as Rafa Benitez did last year, I don't think. And therefore all the haters and go, see, see, I told you, even though he's done, he's done a very good job. I don't bet against Liverpool. I think it's a, it's a silly thing to do. They will want to get to 99 points. I'm sure they will want to smash 100, but it's not going to happen. 99 points is still in a ridiculous haul. You know, Man City just rewrote the rule book, which makes us forget that. But yeah, I think Liverpool, they're not going to want to lose the last game of the season. That's a terrible way to go out with your first um, league win in 30 years and obviously your first Premier League. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Newcastle are good enough. And if Liverpool turn up even at 75%, I think that's too much for them. Yeah, I think if Liverpool get an early goal, Newcastle will be like... Where are you going on holidays, lads? It's just <laughs> yeah, exactly, going to be yeah. a very straightforward victory. But like I said, it's, it's Newcastle-Liverpool. It's one of the most unpredictable fixtures uh, in the Premier League, uh, or at least it was. <laughs> very quickly, uh, a couple of things I want to mention. Number one, uh, let's hope for a wonderful send-off for David Silva in that nice. Man City game. Uh, what a phenomenal servant to the Premier League he's been. And, uh, Zai, I just wanted to get your... 
best memories of the Premier League's final day in the past because it's it's such a celebration uh, of the Premier League and we've all got things that stick out. What's yours? Well, it'd be the invincible season for Arsenal because, you know, let's not forget on that last day, you were like, what if we lose? <laughs> you know, what if we lose? It was, it was like an incredible new feeling to have. You were worrying not really about trophies or point tallies or you know, whatever else it could be, it was, well, I need, I need to get through the season undefeated. Mostly, and I was proven right, because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's hard to do. No one else may ever do it. And therefore, <laughs> if we ever do get to the situation where I'm in now, I can just hurl that back at people. Oh, you're crap now. Yeah, but we uh, we won the league without <laughs> without being defeated. Then you get all the nonsense about, oh, but you've got this many points. Well, somebody else should have got more then, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> because that's called maths. Um, so I always look back on that. And because I'm massively boring, the Aguero... Yeah, uh, 2012, I think, was it? Maybe 13? I get confused. But how could you not love that? I mean, it was... I mean, not if you're a Manchester United fan. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was... Again, it was like the stuff that we've been talking about in terms of creating a story, which is when sports always had its best. That is one of the best narratives that the Premier League has, has ever had. And it was kind of a changing of the guard. And, oh, man, you, you I was on tenterhooks. And I was like, I don't even care about what happens here. So... Yeah, I think I think that would be up there. That would be up there too. Genuinely, just thrilling. I mean, it really was. And it, it's one of those moments, cheesy as it sounds. It reminds you why you love football. Because like, well, yeah. how else? What else would give this to me? Absolutely with nothing. All, with all the technological advances and stuff in football, it's always great to see on the final day. You still see, you know, fans with radios up to their ears and whispers about goals oh, yeah. on the grounds. It's, it's. I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen uh, this year, unfortunately. Hopefully, we'll eventually get back to normal. But uh, yeah, it reminds you about the why it was called the beautiful game uh, to balance things out. I will mention uh, Andy Cole scoring that ridiculous <laughs> goal against Tottenham uh, for the treble winning season. Cause that was all a bit up in the air, obviously with, yeah. with Arsenal on that final day and Tottenham potentially handing Arsenal the title. I think Sol Campbell scored and looked very sheepish for Tottenham when he did it. Or, no, maybe less Ferdinand. I might've made that up regardless. Um, I, I, that always sticks in my, in my memory and at the other end of the table, you can't forget West Brom, uh, on that crazy, crazy final day, which, like we mentioned, you could see a repeat of on Sunday. I cannot wait for it. Do let us know your thoughts uh, on who's going to get into Europe, who's going to stay up, what's going to happen, who's going to get the golden gloves, golden boot, all that sort of thing in the comment section below. Uh, and don't forget to like, share and subscribe to What Culture Football. We love doing these videos. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture FC, and you can get both of us on there as well. So, si, where can people find you? At Simon316. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. Enjoy the Premier League final day. We will keep going here on What Culture Football after all that because the football, well, it doesn't stop. And we've got to talk about the best 11, the worst 11 in the season, and probably the bastards 11 because we love doing that sort of thing. But for now, oh, I can't wait for Sunday. This has been the Premier League preview. My thanks to Simon Miller. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.